This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by our bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Sir Jimmy of House Nuts, Master of the Web, Lady Don of House Wright, Sir Chris of House Farber, Sir John of House Frey, Lady Kira of House Arnold, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys, and Lady of Jameson, Lord Brett of House Fry, Lady Juliana of House Stradley, Sir David of House Fraser, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry. This episode of Ben the Knee is protected by Lady Amanda of House Richardson, Sir Ryan of House Turbush, Lord Robert the Unfrozen of House Butler, Lord Paramount of Skagos Island, Lady Sarah the Unraveler, Lady Raj, Mistress of Horse. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are into Catelyn 4 of Clash of Kings. And in our Maester's study, we will be discussing the Rainbow Guard. Yeah, you know, some people might call this their favorite chapter. Some of our loyal listeners, like Maglum, might call this his least favorite chapter. So uh, <laughs> uh, for any of you guys who are Renly fans, sorry. That's all I'm going to say. Go on, go on and yeah, <laughs> go hey, into this one. Yeah. You know, I love Maglum. And so I, I right. was, I almost actually was going to you know, rephrase that. So in our Maester study, we will be discussing the great failing of the Rainbow Guard. What? Yeah. They what are they fail. doing, man? Not, I mean, they barely, they barely exist, and they're just not doing a good job. So, yeah, it was bad. It was, it was, it is the great, it's, it's the great failing. It's a great failure. So, right, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, but yeah, so we're gonna be talking about, uh, man, this it's kind of a big chapter because, um, this is one of those things where the show you get to see the scene of Melisandre performing her blood magic, and then you get to see the result of it. So you kind of get that other perspective of it. Um, so one of the one of the cool things of the show where you get like the, you know you you get a scene that clearly happens but you don't see it take place so that's kind of I I'm um, only shaking my head over here cool. because well I, it's I, a really awkward scene but I mean it's I'm just no saying, no you get, no I I was shaking my head because because you said you get the other perspective and I thought wait where's he going with this uh, <laughs> geez, uh, yeah. that's wrong I'm saying it's so. one of the things of the show where you get you get to see another perspective of a scene i should i should i should say that no i get you, I get you. <laughs> yeah so uh, as how are we how are we doing today man well i'm i'm doing okay and I, the reason i'm only doing okay is is because i know we have listeners um who we do have listeners we do have we do have listeners and <laughs> yeah. and and they i'm about to make a call to action here and if I don't see some rallying of the troops here, I'm gonna be re- I'm gonna be thoroughly just like let down. Okay, so right. Sir Ezra the Watchful is trying to amass a Twitter following. All right, yes. and I've been a little depressed recently because you know I'm just not seeing it, and it's like what's going on? I'm about to go on some Twitter rants, do some stuff over there, and I really just want to blow some of our friends out of the water. So if you're listening and you have a Twitter at Womprat underscore two M. At Super Gains Bros, guys, we, we need Let's your help go. over there because I'm about to. I'm starting to uh, post more polls on BTK Cast, so make sure you're following at BTK Cast. And um, I'm about to, like, I'm taking pictures of some of these uh, 
like really significant quotes and it's actually helping me prep for some of our YouTube content as well. So, you know, I'm doing okay, but I'll be doing much better when I see that that Twitter following is up and folks are engaged and and down to um you know, talk more about this series. Because, you know, we get people who send in ravens and stuff like that. That's a that's a big effort. That's a lot. And then to go to YouTube to leave a comment, we really appreciate that too. But just to open up your social media and chat with old Sir Ezra on on Twitter, I think would be a lot of fun. And thanks to everyone who has been doing that. I've been ranting about Star Wars a little bit. I've been sharing some Star Wars stuff. I've been sharing some Wheel of Time stuff and um, our Game of Thrones. I'm about to go into some Winds of Winter prediction stuff that's going to be, I think, a lot of fun. Also, you'll notice on there, shout out to Sir Jimmy, um, who's got me all fired up, uh, ready to read kind of another book series as well. So I'm reading some more of Brandon Sanderson's um, Stormlight Archives, uh, The Way of Kings, just sort of for fun. Uh, in the morning, just give everybody an update here, Sir Matt. Um, Sir Ezra is going back to school. So Is this his last podcast? Is this my... <laughs> Is it over? <laughs> Will I be, be joining? Be careful in all in all one hundred percent seriousness. Be I know. be super careful. I legit have a uniform where I'm going to go in, do my thing, come back. Is it a hazmat suit? Because strip that's down, throw it in the washer. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, no, yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't want to join the others. I don't want to become a white. I'm not uh, not interested in that. But um, yeah. So. What it means for me, though, is that I'm going to be hitting the road. I have an hour drive in the morning, an hour drive back. That's it's actually it used to be 45 minutes, but Sir Matt knows I've moved mm. a little bit, and I'm actually moved further away from where I work, which is crazy. Uh, but you know, it's a better living situation. And uh, so I'm driving an hour. So in the morning, I'm going to be doing some of my like listening to podcasts, some light kind of uh, you know listening to other books or whatever. But then on the way back, I am right smack dab in the middle of a storm of swords pushing through that i'll probably be done with that in a week or two and then i'll, I'll just kind of continue on i'm just i'm combing back through stuff getting more material and thinking about how all this kind of points and indicates towards things in winds of winter so that is where my mind's at that is what i'm up to and i think you guys are going to see some some cool stuff some cool developments in the show our, our structure there's no major change to our stro our 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 stro our show structure um other than I can't talk and I'm, I'm, you know, a blabbering idiot. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> but I think you're gonna find some cool stuff because we're trying to re rework it a little bit, and um, I think it's gonna make the podcast a lot better. Okay. So all right, you know, perfect. Out in Parker, hey, get just, ready, buddy. Hey, I just started a new job, and I can listen to like audiobooks and stuff uh, at work, so it's pretty cool. Um, so I'm gonna be diving deep uh, into some other theories and stuff as well. So pretty cool. No, that's awesome, man. That is awesome. Yeah, and, and you, your job, the nature of it. I mean, I think it's gonna. Yeah, like you said, maybe so allow to kind of ridiculous. It's ridiculously chill, so it's pretty great. Yeah. So I would also say I think it maybe like the second, the second week of September. I was thinking about a Zoom chat for our bannermen. Um. So if you're interested in hopping in, we've been doing some hangouts, happy hour kind of stuff. Uh, but I would like to do probably not that first weekend in September, but maybe the second weekend. So someone please send me a message after uh, you hear this episode to make sure that we post an official date on that because I would love to get our bandman in there and discuss kind of a a solid, uh, just get in, get your thoughts on some of the musings that we've been working on. We've been putting out a lot of musings and a lot of green dreams on Patreon and our minds are, you know, right there on, on Winds of Winter predictions. So mm -hmm. maybe we can get you guys involved in that conversation. It'd be a lot of fun. 
So absolutely. So. Okay. All right, guys. Well, uh, let's go ahead. Uh, there's not really a whole lot of uh, news or anything going on. I just checked. Uh, not a blog, and not a thing. Uh, is, <laughs> is is what we got is what we got going on over there. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, dive into our Maester's study. As uh, we're talking today, we're taking a look uh, at the Rainbow Guard. Yeah, and as we said, I mean, is this the greatest failure? of any air quote like Kingsguard in the history. I mean, this is bad. You know, it's uh, right. It was founded in in 298 AC, disbanded in 299 AC, okay? Did not last very long at all right at the end of that year. And uh it's it's interesting. So this is Renly's guard. This is his Kingsguard. And it's it's known as the Rainbow Guard, also called the Rainbow Knights. And when we first come across Brienne, uh, Catelyn is coming into the camp. There's, I mean, she asked to be named as one of his, uh, as a member of his Rainbow Guard. They're sworn to protect the king. I mean, they have similar, I'm guessing they have similar vows. They don't actually go into what their, what their actual uh, vow is, but it's got to be similar to what the, what the King's Guard um, is, you know, so... Anyways, right. let's yeah, let's go over a couple of the members here. So Sir Loris Tyrell is the Lord Commander, and um, yeah, he's he's the one who's closest uh, to to Renly, and he's a big deal. He's he's yeah, he's actually epic. I mean, we see him in a Game of Thrones. Uh, we see him at the at the Hands Tourney. Um, we're gonna learn a lot more about and him. And, and you talk about you talk about there. Uh, you talk, that's a character who we actually should do a wins a winner prediction on uh, at some point because. He's in a totally different spot. <laughs> totally, totally yes, different is. spot. Yeah, and, and oh, completely different. And there's so much going on. I mean, he's. I mean, it's it's, it's brutal. He's in he's in a really dire uh, situation. So, yeah, we'll talk about him. Um, and so let's go through like, the rest of these members. So we've got Sir Robar Royce, uh, who is there. Catelyn uh, speaks with him, wonders why he is here serving Renly and not over in the Vale. Uh, Lord Bryce, uh, Lord Bryce Karen, uh, is a member. Uh, Sir Emin Kai. Um, Sir Guyard Morgan, Brienne of Tarth, and Sir Parman Crane is is that that's your that rounds out kind of our Rainbow Guard, and just real quickly to kind of go over these guys and and where they're at, we're going to talk about well, I mean, it is a little bit well, we're going to talk about the chapter here too because they're charged with guarding Renly, you know what. Later on, we have a raven uh, in this episode where we're going to talk about great what-if scenarios. And one of the best what-if scenarios is, what if the Rainbow Guard would have done their job? Did their job. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, this is... Uh, I mean, I, this, don't know that, I don't know that they, they could have prevented this. You don't think Sir Barristan Selmy could have seen that shadow and gotten his king out of the way? Who I knows? think... I, right? Oh, probably, they probably could have got, could have got him out of the way or something, yeah. No, I'm just kind of teasing. I mean, I think Sir Barristan uh, can do anything, you know, so that's that's good old Sir Barristan Selmy. But he's not here. Um, he is not he's here. Not. I mean, we're left with these guys. And honestly, do you think when you look at this with look at this group, um, are, are like the, the guy that stands out is, is Sir Loris, right? The Knight of Flowers. Right. He's the guy sure. who is really epic. Uh, Brienne of Tarth is also, we know, very skilled and 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 uh, formidable, but these other guys we don't really know that much. It almost seems like it's it's an honorary position versus like they really are uh, skilled at 
I mean, they're skilled. Don't get me wrong, but it's almost like they're not true Kingsguard members. Like they're not selected because of their prowess or their their battle tactics, their skill. Um, I mean, it's just it's to make alliances. It's to, right. it is to, it's to make alliances with these houses. And then, yeah, you have a second son. I'm going to give him this this position now. Outside of though, uh, Robar Royce, who that is just someone who he's he's pretty he, he's, he's fairly boss in his own right, but he really is just someone who was near uh, Renly and wanted to kind of continue to serve him. Uh, he came with John Aaron to King's Landing and then kind of continues on uh, in his service there. And, and that's that's the thing about Renly is he's a likable guy and he's he's someone that you would you want to be king although it's not his right right i mean he's trying to he should give way to stannis that is that is right the way of it well, and, and, and but, yeah, I, but and you would argument, prefer yeah. him you would prefer him as a king i i, right. I well the I argument is the argument is hey robert took the throne and stannis or excuse me renly hey if he can take it by all means it's yours but yeah. it's just that when your brother has your 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 older brother has a legitimate claim to it, now you're in this position where you're thinking, I'm gonna take out my brother and then go take it's like you, now it's like you know you're gonna have to fight another force. Why you know do the whole thing make it harder? I mean, you could easily be hand to the king. I mean, Renly's he, Sanders also doesn't have any sons. I mean, he could die. I mean, there's just so many better scenarios that he could do right now to position himself in a, in a better position, and he doesn't do any of them. Right. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And it, it's like you said. I mean, how unique. many how many forces how many forces are you gonna lose fighting your brother? Is it is it worth it when you're trying to go take a, a king's landing? Right, I know, and and that's the, the the tough part is is that yeah, we we prefer him, but and you almost can't um, if he didn't have an older brother, who cares? I mean, you could be any. Right. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's a Clash of Kings. Anybody who Balon Greyjoy could, could yeah, you know. call yourself king. If if Balon's a great dude and we want to follow him, awesome, that's great. But if you have an older brother who has a legitimate claim, like that is just what it puts us in such a little kind of like we can't. I almost right. can't believe it's it happened, and and that's right you know ambition and and whatever um yeah and it's also we we talked about this when we first were introduced to to renly it's like he is the people around people around him the sphere of influence these young eager ambitious men who want to kind of um you know they they want to be around the king they they know that they're close to him so forget stannis we're not close to stannis stannis seems to be far and distant and nobody has a real good relationship with him but but renly we do so let's try to elevate him, which will then elevate ourselves. And I think, honestly, some of these Rainbow Guard members are kind of, they are looking to kind of, for like, I don't want to say they're pawns, but like, we don't really get a lot on, on how they were kind of brought into the Rainbow Guard. But when you look at their houses, right. you go to like House House Crane, you go to um, some of the others, and you're thinking, maybe it's just an alliance thing. It's a, a second son or a third son or someone who was a cousin who's not inheriting and becoming a Lord, but yet you're going to strengthen that house's tie to house Baratheon and to the Tyrells a little bit, which, which I think, right. You know, might be, might be part of it. But um, yeah, real quickly though, let me go over the, the members here. So Sir, Sir Robar Royce is killed by Loras for not preventing Renly's murder. Lord Bryce Karen switches allegiance to Stannis after Renly's death. He is slain at the Blackwater. 
Um, Sir Emin Kai killed by Loras for not preventing Renly's murder. So after Renly is is murdered, Sir Robar um, and and Sir Emin Kai are there. Um, and by the way, each of them has a color. I should mention that. So, so Sir Sir Robar the red, um, Sir Emin the yellow. Right, they're in there, uh, and the Lord Commander Sir Sir Loras Tyrell goes in and kills them in a rage. And he actually regrets later killing Sir, Sir Robar just a little bit. He, he almost kind of like, he just was, he couldn't believe it. I mean, for the king to die, I mean, everything falls falls to pieces here. I mean, this is, this is right. bad, bad, as bad as you can get. And no one even saw how this intruder got in there. So uh, there's that. Um, Sir Guyard Morrigan switches alliances to Stannis. So there's two guys, two dead, two switch alliances. Bran of Tarth runs away. Um, Sir Parman Crane actually does switch alliances to Stannis but then um, he is sent to take control of Renly's army at Bitterbridge and Loras captures him so he is still captured so that is Parman Crane interestingly in a storm of swords he is just left at Highgarden after being captured by Loras Tyrell so that was this whole piece where I think Stannis was getting some of these guys who were switching sides, and he's kind of saying, prove your loyalty to me. Go back to Bitterbridge. See if you can acquire some of Renly's force. I, I need more of those men to come over to me, especially if they were originally uh, Baratheon bannermen. They, they need to be over here. But you run across the Tyrells, and they're just sitting there kind of waiting to see who's going to come negotiate with them. And we know later that Littlefinger uh, does negotiate with them, and and they end up kind of saving the day there for the Lannisters. But, um, yeah, that is the Rainbow Guard. And while I'm on it, I wanted to quickly mention a couple other interesting guards. So we, we know the Kingsguard. That's what we're introduced to is, is the Kingsguard. And then so we get um, this Rainbow Guard, slightly different. Rob does not have a Kingsguard. He has what's called a Battle Guard. And there's no really formal vows with that. It's it's more It's more just that, like, these are his bannermen. These are his, you know, knight. Well, not knight. Well, you know, great warriors who are around Rob, and um, they're they're numerous. So that's what he has. Uh, Daenerys, Queen's Guard, right? We can talk about uh, that a little bit. That's sort of another kind of group that we see that is guarding a a leader. And then an interesting one is the Brotherhood of the Winged Knights. And I always thought these guys were interested, in, interesting in that they they serve Sir. Uh, I'm sorry, Lord uh, Robert Aaron, Sweet Robin, Little Robert, and they, he's like, you know, wanting more than, um, instead of seven, he wants eight, just kind of interesting, so you see these kind of groups, or you know, when, when someone rises to power, they're trying to get like a little uh, posse around them to kind of protect them or whatever, and so I just thought it was kind of a neat little connection to uh, these these little factions that are guarding some of our main players but and actually they're having a great uh, this is kind of a winds of winter um i think it's a winter winds of winter preview chapter where the winged knights the brotherhood of the wings winged knights are having like a competition they're kind of competing to see who can get in and that may have been right. i may be just misremembering this but the rainbow guard that may have been similar to what was happening um brienne of tarth was it's, in that melee but i don't know that she was necessarily competing to she was right. Given... She just kind of went. She just wins, and Renly's just kind of having a party and gives her position like a wish. Yeah, I mean, look, what, like if, if there's something within my power that I can do for you, and boom, she says to be a member of your Rainbow Guard. 
it's like did he have an opening or did he boot somebody out for her we don't really right didn't really say so but uh yeah man i don't know i think it's pretty neat you know i just like the idea of the king's guard and these men who i love when when sir barristan selmy talks about the king's guard of old and when eddard uh, Stark is talking to Bran about these guys and how they were a different caliber back in the day. They were the best right. of the best. These legendary the warriors. Right. Exactly. So you've got a bunch of people who seem to almost be playing at that and trying to get that status, but they're really just not... Um, they're, they're not there. And even Sir Barristan says even the Kingsguard is currently under Joffrey is a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. So, I think we forget that the night is dark and full of terrors. That is true. Right? That is true, Sir Ezra. And sometimes I think we're a little too proud. We think we can handle things by ourselves. But <laughs> it is often best to seek advice from those in your council, be it a maester, mm. be it a commander. But sometimes we all just need a little advice or a little counseling. Guys, today... Bend the Knee is sponsored by BetterHelp.com. It is an online counseling website. It is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com. Um, You know, if there's anything causing you to not be able to achieve your goals or you're struggling Mm -hmm. with depression, anxiety, these are dark times uh, that we are living in. And you can get online counseling at BetterHelp.com. Dot com and it is across the world uh, everything you share with them it's confidential it's professional they have so many people using this website that they are actually recruiting additional counselors for all 50 states there are actually over 1 million people using betterhelp.com right now I mean that sounds like pretty that's a lot of people it's a lot of you people know? man getting a lot of help and here's the thing the state of the world right now winter coming like i mean if i needed a counselor i think i'd be hitting these people up you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah as you can start communicating with them in under 24 hours it's safe it's convenient and you can do so from the comfort of your own home you can send your counselors messages at any time it's not self-help it is counseling so any, any some of the other things as that they uh, they'll help you out with, you know, even stuff is like sleeping trauma. OK, sometimes okay. people have All trouble right. sleeping, grief, yeah. self-esteem, LGBT matters, family conflicts, anger, depression, anxiety, whatever your struggles mm-hmm. are with, they can help you. And guys, as and I both want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off of your first month by visiting BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash bend the knee. Again, you can join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash bend the knee. Matt, let me tell you, man, I think the best part about that is I can actually go get this counseling from my own couch. I don't have to go to their couch. I can go to my own couch. Absolutely. As Yeah, we want you guys, if you guys are struggling, to get help. Dark times out there, as we've said. We all know that the night is dark and full of terrors, (laughs) but there is a shield. Let's go. (laughs) Fighting the darkness. (laughs) 
Awesome. Absolutely. All right, as with that, let's move into our reread for today. Um, we're into Catlin, uh, Catlin four today. So last time we were with uh, Sansa, right? And she was called before Joffrey to answer for her brother's uh, victories, and then Tyrion comes in and kind of slaps Joffrey around, um, and then he takes her back uh, to the Tower of the Hand, kind of offers her protection. She refuses. So the last time we were with Catelyn. Uh, was where she meets with Stannis and Renly in hopes of bringing them to reason, and it falls short, basically, and they decide they're going to go. She asks if she can leave, and Renly says, no, you're going to stay and watch me defeat my brother. Well, that doesn't pretty much go uh, very well uh, this week in Catelyn 4. Catelyn prays to the Seven and accept in a small village. Oh, did I grab the wrong one? Oh, no, sorry, I didn't. Um... Uh, as she prays, the realization comes to her that both Eddard Stark and John Aaron died for their knowledge of Cersei's incest, uh, and that Bran also knows. Oh, you know what? Uh, she arrives back at Renly's pavilion, where Brienne of Tarth prepares him for battle. She asks Renly to call to a great council with his brother and Rob uh, to let Bran um, tell them what he saw. He refuses to support the concept. Then a shadow kills Renly. Uh, when the guard arrives, it is assumed that Brienne killed him. Catelyn escapes with her, and they join Catelyn's party to leave. So, um, yeah, so, 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 so some big some big takeaways and some big ideas um, from this. We'll start with Catelyn when she's praying, praying at the Sept, kind of coming to this, um, you know, realization, right? She's praying to the mother. She knelt before the mother. My lady, look down on this battle with a mother's eyes. They are all sons, every one. Spare them if you can, and spare my own sons as well. Watch over Ro uh, Rob and Bran and Rickon. Would that I were with them. A crack ran down through the mother's left eye and made her look as if she were crying. Catelyn could hear Sir Wendell's booming voice, and now and again Sir Robar's quiet answers as they talked of the coming battle. Otherwise, the night was still. Not even a cricket could be heard, and the god kept their silence. Did your old gods ever answer you, Ned? She wondered. When you knelt before your heart tree, did they hear you? She's in a tough spot, man. I mean, she's she's away from Rob. Rob is leading these battles. She's definitely away from Bran. Her two daughters are missing. Yeah, she's she's just she's in, and her and her husband's dead. I mean, she's in a tough tough position here. And you know what do you do when you're in that position? You go to the gods. Yeah. All right. I mean, whether they be the old gods, the new gods, you gotta go. You gotta seek. Uh, you know, just you gotta pray. Hope they're gonna intervene. Do they ever? I don't know. You know, are are like, are the gods failing everyone? You know, we talked about the Rainbow Guard failing Renly. I mean, come on, like, cheesy cow. What are the gods doing? J George says they're not going to show up. They're not going to play a role. That's because they don't exist. Okay, there's a power, there's an energy that we're tapped into, but these gods are literally just something that they've created. It, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. You want to. You want you want to you want to there is there is a line right here that uh, does have some pretty interesting uh, ties to season eight. If uh -huh. you uh, I, I don't know if you picked up on this or not. Let's see it. We got when she's talking about okay. So she's they're in the sept and they're kind of describe they've been they've been describing a little bit. Flickering torchlight danced across the walls, uh, making the faces seem half alive, twisting them, 
changing them. The statues in the great seps of the of the cities wore the faces of stone masons. Uh, the stone masons had given them, but these charcoal scratchings were so crude they might be anyone. The father's face made her think of her own father dying in his bed at River Run. The warrior was Renly and Stannis, Rob and Robert, Jamie and John. Uh, she even glimpsed Arya in those lines just for an instant. Then a gust of wind through the door made the torch sputter and the semblance was gone, washed away in an orange glare. So when Arya is rushing the Night King, what do we see? We just see wind, right? You see like the mm -hmm. White Walker's hair kind of mm -hmm. thing. She's there and then, you know, she's gone and then she's, you know. Wow. Just kind and of also, interesting. Just kind of interesting, I, I thought. No, that is interesting. I mean, even that you're seeing the warrior wearing many different faces and the last face that you see is just, you know, this flicker of, for a second. of Aria. Yeah. And then right. it was gone. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is interesting. Um, God, that's freaking awesome. Well, and then here's something I kind of was just looking at. Um, as she looked at, yeah, as you said, each of the seven that... Um, each of the seven each of the seven embodies all of the seven uh they're talking about the beauty there was a, there was as much beauty in in the crone as in the maiden uh and the mother could be fiercer than the warrior when her children were in danger so i thought about that the mother could be fiercer than the warrior when her children were in danger and i thought lady stoneheart you know here we go um right right th th that's basically you know we're saying catelyn is going to become um, uh, something fierce, something that is going to keep us up at night, scare the daylights out of us. So, uh, yeah. So she's there praying, trying to get some intervention, and I mean nothing. And also, she's there with one of the members of the Rainbow Guard, Sir Robar, is there and has escorted her to the Sept to pray. And she really does want, though, for this to be, um. She doesn't want this. She knows that everything that's happening down here with Renly and Stannis is super is super detrimental to uh, her son's cause as well. Like, they could end this. They could find peace. We find out later that Rob has been thinking about a way to just secure the North and to make peace. You know? Especially after he hooks up a little bit. But it's like... I mean, I, so that's on his mind, and, and Catelyn wants that, and it's just... You're, you're, you're that close, but... Everything here with Renly and Stannis is is really throwing a huge wrench in this, and it right. just drives us nuts. You know, uh, um, it's also uh, also something to point out here um, when Catelyn is asking. You know, she she talks to the mother, right? Um, the statue of the mother, and then she's asking if Cersei prays for you too. She's a mother just as well, no matter. I mean, at the end of the day, she's still she's still a mother, and she can kind of see that too. You know, she no matter who fathered those children, she felt them inside her, you know, and, and uh, if they're 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 her kids. Uh, but then you get to this line, each of the seven embodies all of the seven. Septon Osmond had once told her, there was as much beauty in the crone as in the maiden, and the mother could be fiercer than the warrior when her children were in danger. Uh, you know, just because some people say that she some some people point to some of these uh, the seven and they say that certain characters embody each of them, and they point to the crone as uh, Lady Stoneheart. And so here she is thinking that the crone is is in a in a way as beautiful as the maiden, and then also the mother can be fiercer within the warrior when her children were in danger. And then you know that's kind of her 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 role as well, right? She's um, 
she is kind of Lady Sonhar is fiercer than a warrior to be, uh, you know, to, to mm-hmm. be to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it is, and that's um, yeah. You look at what each of them. Yeah, when when they go to pray, it's it's funny. It's almost like George uses the gods, not that they're going to answer any prayers, but when you look closely at what they symbolize or what they, as you say, like what who's embodying, uh, kind of what essence or spirit or whatever, what that individual who's praying to the gods is seeing, that is a type of foreshadowing. So he's using the gods to foreshadow things, but he's not. I mean, they're not actual pieces on the chessboard which is interesting they're just they're, they're uh things our characters come across and they do have experiences that are personal to them with but yeah so yeah and so and so the last lastly she turns to the crone whose statues often showed her um with a lamp in one hand guide me wise lady she prays show me the path i must walk and do not let me stumble in the dark places that lie ahead yep Yep, hundred percent. That's the last. That's the last one who she who she prays to. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy, and you know, it's it's like going. So does the does does the crone answer her prayers? I mean, I guess so, right? I mean, <laughs> like right. They they are actually being answered. I take back everything I said. Um, but it, you know, it is like it's funny when we read this now, and you look at what George was thinking. You 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 really do get sort of like, man, he was actually thinking about that. And that's intentional. I mean, it's just so kind of cool to, to see that on display. That's why I love a reread. I love going back through and finding all these things. Um, but enough is enough, right? You can only pray to the gods so long, and then eventually it's time to bounce because, uh, you know, we got to get back because we have a big battle that's about to take place. Renly is getting prepped for this, and uh, Brienne is in there. Um, helping him put all of his armor on and get ready for this this battle so that is really where we head to next and and it's this is it man i mean so catelyn does want to try one last time to intervene here and say enough of this like bran has seen you know it comes to her that bran has seen some of this stuff knows what happened between the uh the lannisters because again stannis has been sharing with everyone that that uh, cersei and jamie are hooking up and that these are actually their kids that they're not legitimately robert's heirs catelyn's putting that together saying yep lysa warned me i'm seeing this ned was killed for it so bran must have saw something they tried to kill him again with the with the dagger the you know so all right let's go back to renly and say Let's call my son down from Winterfell. You know, he can talk to you about what he saw. Maybe he saw some of this. Let's call a great council and let the council decide who should who should rule. Let's let's go about it that way. Um, but I mean, to get to that point, you really have to. He would have to ally with Stannis, and and so I mean, Lady Catelyn is is playing a what if in her head as well, saying if these two would just work together and work with my son, this would be over. Then let's call this great council. Um, and while we have them captured, we have the Lannisters there, and, and we can run them through the justice system, call our witness, and talk about this. So yeah, I mean, but it it you know it just falls on deaf ears. I mean, Renly is not um, he's ready for battle. He's getting his armor on, and so he's he's like ready to go. You know, right? Yeah. So um, well, I mean, let's just kind of you know we can just 
jump right jump right into that. I mean, um, because uh, everything this this chapter the chapter is really I mean kind of kind of quick to be uh, entirely honest. Kind of kind of kind of a short kind of a short chapter. I mean, um, they, she kind of just walks in and Renly just gets killed. I mean, like boom. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like it's really fast shadow kill man <laughs> yeah. i mean you know yeah it's, it's great so like there's the flickering you kind of see kind of like uh almost like the darkness enter which is crazy uh all this stuff with shadows and melisandra and like yeah the, the shadows are servants of the fire and the flame and all that kind of stuff because whatever it causes that you know uh but yeah they're the shadow something dark and evil um had happened here she knew Something she could not begin to understand. Renly's killed, man. This thing takes like a shadow dagger and thrust it through Renly um, and kills him. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, so right here. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I beg you, I beg you in the name of the mother, Catelyn began with a sudden gust, when a sudden gust of wing flung open the door of the tent. She thought she glimpsed, um, movement but when she turned her head it was only the king's shadow shifting against the silken walls she heard Renly begin a jest his uh, his shadow moving lifting a sword black on green uh, candles guttering shivering something was uh, something was queer wrong when she saw Renly's sword still in its uh, scabbard sheathed still but the shadow's word cold said Renly in a small puzzled voice um, a heartbeat before the steel of his uh, gorget, gorget uh, parted like cheesecloth beneath the shadow of a blade that was not there. He had time to make a small, thick gasp before the blood came gushing out of his throat. And then this is when Brienne starts freaking out. Like, I mean, but it's it literally, I mean, it's one paragraph. I mean, he's alive. The next paragraph, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep, 100%. She looks over and she sees the king's shadow. Which, which, king's, which king's shadow did she see, right? You right. know? Um, and there's all those indications like it's Renly or it's not, it's, it's Stannis, right? right. I mean, it looks like Renly looks like there it's that threw her off because that's a Baratheon shadow, but no, that's not his shadow. I mean, Holy cow. So, um, yeah, he's, he is, uh, he's dead. Brian, as you said, you know, freaks out. And what do you do, man? <laughs> what, what does Sir Matt do in this situation? <sighs> run. Cause like, <laughs> run. Right. I mean, right. I mean, like, oh, shoot. they're not going to believe me. They're not going to believe this at all. Like, this is wild. Right. There's no one else in here, just you two. And the only person who has a sword. That's the other thing, though. This is kind of, it's kind of crazy that, could they not, like, just look at Brienne's sword? She doesn't, I, there's no, right. you know what I mean? Like, if, if people were to calm down right. and just stop for a second, she didn't strike him down. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so um, the, the you know, so Rubar comes in, right? I mean, Brand's like freaking out, uh, and they're they're like trying to figuring out, like figure out like what's going on. You know, the shadow, something dark and evil has happened here. She knew something she couldn't even begin to understand. Renly never cast that shadow. Death came in that door and blew the life out of him as swift as the wind snuffed out his candles. Right. So Rubar Royce comes in. They see what's going on. They're blaming, um, you know, they're they're blaming. Brienne, right? I mean, yeah, uh, and yeah, I mean, and to for, for this, and then she's kind of like, you know, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know, sorcery, some dark magic, like there was a shadow, uh, you know. She's like, I mean, you just saw something you couldn't even explain, I, and it would right. be, 
I mean, it would be it would literally be like for us, like one somebody just died with a within like it'd be like if you be like if you're walking across the street and then like you're walking with somebody and they take one step in front they're like a pace in front of you and they get smashed by a car i mean just like out of nowhere that would be the shock you're in in the first place but now instead of a car it's uh you know like a spirit demon so you're like what the heck <laughs> like, yeah. like you're it would be it would be like an, an immense amount of shock well and i think the thing you know if they had a minute to gather themselves i think catlin would have said to brianne now brianne is, is one of those people who won't tell a lie is always going right. to tell the truth and you know even if lady catlin had said to her do not say it was a shadow creature say someone as an assassin snuck in here kill right. they might have believed that but as soon as she starts talking about it wasn't me and there's blood, or- yeah and there's blood on her cloak and she's holding renly i mean like your mind is going there's a frenzy going on and it just was all happening so fast there was no time to really kind of get your story straight and and say hey this was not us right Right. yeah i mean the 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 best case scenario would be brianne rushes out of the tent and just be like you know assassin or like somebody come quick or something and be like i just can't you know the the thing the way to do it would be like i like i you know he asked me to step out for a moment i did i came back and he was and he was attacked there must be an assassin in the camp or something i mean yeah yeah but uh they don't do that and she's everyone's just kind of um stunned so sir robar when he comes in um lady catlin is trying to say it wasn't her trust me it wasn't her uh brianna has to fight for her life against these guys mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um him and kai is, is in there and he is definitely you know they're going at it they're fighting and uh yeah so it's i think it's sir sir robot right who ends up kind of helping um helping them kind of get away or at least you know lady catlin's able to kind of get his attention enough to sort of say it wasn't her uh, truly it was not her you're doing her wrong in this and he kind of there's a little hiccup in his step and then brianne's able to kind of right they're able to Scooch right, out. and then and then this, this 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 last this last thing is kind of interesting to say. They basically they're talking. House Mullins like you know, hey, there will be no battle. I mean, it's it's over, <laughs> right? Like it's 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 totally over. But Brienne does swear right here. I will kill him. Uh, yes, I will kill him. I swear it. I swear it. I swear it. And we'll come back. Let's come back to that. But uh, just quickly here, um, you know, they're saying. Uh, you know, she's just talking about how she she's seeing all of these colors, right? You know, the red, the blue, the pink, the orange, um, all of these houses and everything. All the power of Storm's End and High Garden, the power that had been Renly's an hour ago, they belong to Stannis now, even if they do not realize it themselves. Where else do they turn if not to the last Baratheon? Stannis has won all with a single evil stroke. I am the rightful king, he had declared, his jaw clenched hard as iron, and your son no less a traitor than my brother here. His day will come as well. A chill went through her. Um, so that is interesting. But let's uh, do some speculation here, Ez, if mm-hmm. you're okay with that. I'm down. So let's, do let's 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 raise a question, uh, a, a Winds of Winter prediction question as we as we are doing our, ch- our chapter summary here. Um in the show, we do see Brienne is the ultimate one who kills Stannis Baratheon. I mean, at the end of the day, she she's the one that cuts him down. He's lost, you know, everything because of his decisions to to burn his daughter and 
um, he and certainly his his battle with Ramsey. Um, but we've talked about here before. We've done some musings on Patreon. Brienne, right here, this is the moment where she says, I will kill him. I swear it. I swear it. I swear it. Will Brienne of Tarth kill Stannis Baratheon in The Winds of Winter? Yes. You think yes. so? I don't know how. I don't exactly know how. And this is so I kind of believe it's going to be tough. I mean, it's one of those things like it. it's um, when you look at like this is going to seem like a weird connection, but Arya's list. Does she really does she kill everybody on that list? No, it's sort of, um, you know, George can hit one thing and then like you're, you're thinking, oh, that's we're, we're going down that path of Bran is eventually going to meet up with Stannis and and that's, that's going to work. The show went that way. You know, the show clearly went that way. Unless Stannis lives all the way through Winds of Winter and it happens at the very end of Winds of Winter, then it could, it is possible that, that it could happen. But where she's at and what she, the, the struggle she has with Lady Stoneheart and with Jamie is real. Um, and she's going to wrap up everything with Stoneheart. And then I think she will come back to this Stannis thread in some way. Maybe as a part of her continuing to help Lady Stoneheart, she does go north to Winterfell. Everyone says Arya is there, even if she's not. Um, Sansa is hidden in the veil. She's not yet been revealed, although that's about to happen. That is that that could be spreading uh, west and south. So maybe, but I I have I've thought like Stannis is going to prevail to a certain extent um, with Roose. I don't know. I mean, because, you know, the way that they did that whole... Like, Stannis was already beaten. He was already right. defeated. And, and, the, and, and he's, just kinda, he's just kind of... He's just kind of wandering off. Yeah, I don't but, think it's going to be that way. But... Um, right. Yeah. Well, because... Well, the, only, the, only, the only difference is... Uh, in, the, in the show... So just to provide some context of where we're, where we're at in the show. In the show, Brienne... Brienne and Pod... Um, well, is it Pod? I can't remember. But it's certainly yeah. Brienne finds Sansa, right? She because yeah. remember Theon, Theon and Sansa are are about to be are about to be captured uh, by some of Ramsay's men. Brienne shows up, wrecks them, uh, and so that's I mean, so that so Brienne is already in that area, right? Uh, that's kind of the thing. So I so but right now she's not close to that. And then again, we have all all the all the big all the big northern chess pieces we've been talking yeah. about on Patreon, which is one: does Stannis lose? Uh, is he already dead? Is um, how do we get to Stannis fighting Ramsay in uh, in 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 potentially that battle for Winterfell? It's not actually Sansa that is Ramsay's bride, like in the show. It's a fake Arya. Uh, so you know how do you i guess technically if you want to get there in the same way you have her find jane pool right uh and then she's so she thinks okay i've got i've got i've got jane pool we're going to similar similar thing and then ramsey loses or ramsey beats stannis and then she ends up finding stannis in the woods and 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 killing him that yeah. would be that would be a a similar path to what we ended up seeing in the show yeah right so in, in along that same line and in, in similar to what you just said but slightly different is i think 
you're on to something, even if it's just a rumor that Arya is there and it was Jane Poole and so on. She could still um, be searching for her. Searching for her. And if they do get into a situation where Stannis does sort of a... a lo- Several people have speculated that there's going to be a Trojan horse situation and Stannis is going to somehow sneak in there. There may be another skirmish slash battle right inside of Winterfell. And during all of that, if Stannis is dying and, and Brienne is... is um, they're running around searching for Arya in the chaos of battle, kind of like what you see in the show. Uh, Stannis may may have learned when he was in there fighting that, no, this is truly not Arya, and he's able to pass that kind of on to um, Brienne. But I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's hard to kind of land him in, in, that, in that same way. I, it almost feels right. like it was one of those, um, like, like, bullet points that George gave to the showrunners and said, yeah, that's going to happen in my books but they said well there's no way to get right. those two because she basically just cross. randomly finds him in the woods yeah exactly exactly she right, happens yeah. to be we're at the same place he is at the same time and she just, just like executes him right um uh i mean maybe she finds jane pool takes her to lady stoneheart lady stoneheart's like this isn't my daughter and then it's like, okay, now we've got a situation on our hands. So that could be something that could open a lot of doors. Um, but for, I don't, and then maybe she says, well, I've got my own, some of my own oaths to keep, right? Yep. One of them is, one of them is killing, is killing Stannis. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't see any scenario. I guess really, I, I, it might, I think it is going to happen the same way to be, to be honest, because I, if, I mean, if this does happen, the only way I see it happening is basically her finding him randomly in the woods. Because if Stannis wins, I don't see a scenario in which she kills Stannis unless, unless we we get some scenario where Stannis beats Ramsay. Uh, for some reason, John now resurrected John has to go fight Stannis to take back Winterfell because maybe Melisandre is like, you're not the real deal anymore. Um, but you see how that pushes it. It could be right then that then, far back then she, in the book. Right, it could be, and then she she basically is with John's army. But we we've also talked about is is Roose. You know, is it going to be Roosevelt, not not Ramsey? And that I think that I think I, I could end up leaning towards a little bit more is the idea of Ramsey actually isn't going to be the same character. It's going to end up being Roose, more of that thing. And so maybe Sanus does beat Ramsey Bolton, and then he can't he can't end up taking Winterfell from Roose Bolton and then that could there's your Brienne finds him randomly in the woods scenario um, or somehow they she end, they end up fighting Stannis at Winterfell uh, in some weird scenario that doesn't make sense yet because the book's not out and she fights alongside Jon or the Knights of the Vale or, or some combo of that and then she's the one who ends up killing him there so there's definitely possibilities for it that exist outside of what we saw in the show. Um, just because I think just I think it's going to be kind of difficult to get that her randomly finding him in the woods scenario. Yeah, I, here's the thing: you you listed you know three to four possible um, right possibilities, and that's the thing you're speculating, trying to make predictions. I guess one thing, the essence of it, and what I'm what I'm trying to say is, I think. And I, I, at first I started off by saying, I think, yeah, she's going to kill him. Actually, the way the show did it was kind of bittersweet. And that, like, 
And that's what we're looking for is that bittersweet combination where it's like, okay, it's halfway fulfilled. She actually does kill him, but he was already defeated beforehand. But I think what's going to be more important is he's going to confess to her some of his sins and possibly reveal to us, the reader, that, yeah, he's been struggling with this with the death of, of Renly. In another chapter or two here, as we go through our reread, Davos is going to kind of uncover some of this stuff. Um, Davos' son is squire to, to Stannis and can tell him a few things about just what Stannis has been up to and how, how that's going. And, and we see him just struggle with his dreams, and, and it's kinslaying. You know, it is kinslaying. Even though he didn't actually go to it's it's still dark, evil works, which is what Catelyn calls it. And so he has to pay for that. And my gosh, I mean, if he does end up killing or approving Shireen's death too, you may not have pressed the sword or, you know, in, in Terenly or even lit the, the pyre, but it's kinslaying. And he is he's ultimately going to be... This, this is kind of why I think everything for Stannis is going to be looking good. And it's even though we had a, a defeat at the Blackwater, uh, we did really well at the Wall. Now we're pushing. Things are looking a little bit, you know, rough. Maybe with the with the storm coming from Winterfell, but he's gonna he's gonna push through. Gets to a point where like, all right, Stannis is doing well here, and something is gonna come back and, and get him because of the way he has conducted his life. Um, I mean, you talk you talk about justice and and like in what he the just when he took Davos's fingers, right? And that he was—he's a just king, right? And he does these things. No, he's not. Right. No, no, he's not. When you look closer, and if if the, anything, if anything goes close to what happened in the show, and he kills his own daughter, and he's already killed his own brother, then no, and he he will have to suffer in for that. So, yeah, I don't know, but I mean, the actual where does Brienne come across him again? I don't really. That is tough. That's tough to figure out because, you know, it's. It's so up in the air. Roose Bolton is so clever, and there's so much going on there. But Stannis is really doing, a, looking like laying a really good battle plan against the phrase. So that's tough to see. But I like it. It's a good speculation. Yeah, and we'll see when Winds of Winter comes out. If slash when we will, we'll we'll see. But where? Uh, but guys, let us know. You know, shoot yeah. us a shoot us shoot us a raven. You know, leave us a comment. Uh, somewhere and uh, let us know what you guys think because we we certainly would love to get some of your guys thoughts here on you know winds of winter speculation as well so absolutely absolutely oh. all right as with that let's move on over to send a raven um, got one here Ooh, this is kind of a big one here um, uh, this is from Lady Becky the gentle Lady Becky Faye the gentle heart Hello, Sir Matt and Sir Ezra. Uh, allow me to introduce myself and my good house. I am Lady Becky Fay, known as the Gentle Heart of the House McGrath of the Isle of Eru. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. The McGraths are ancient blood descendant from the First Men and the Andals. Um, after uh, after them, but the gods have we spread. Many and more of my people have left our little island over the centuries in search of better trade and labor after many of our minds were closed. I would not be surprised if many of your bannermen have the blood of my kin in their veins. Uh, our seat is a modest one. Our home and hearth are tucked away safely on a small island far off the coast of what is now known as the Crownlands. Um, though in the old days we served the kings of the Vale. While we mostly fish and farm now, we had once uh, been renowned for our silver mines, and especially our miners turned warriors. 
No mainlander was ever as fierce or strong or wild. We are often missed uh, from maps due to our location and often mistaken as being part of the, the SO to our east. Uh, our house sigil is a quartered field of gold and blue, silver and green, showing a book, harp, um, and shamrock, and salmon on our... And our house words are true and loyal, unafraid of toil. <laughs> um, and so uh, she says... Um, unafraid of toil, I am unafraid, my lords, though it, there is much yet to fear. <laughs> so uh, she says here, dark times are coming and we must man the wall and protect the realm. And so today I take the black uh, while my family keep to the seven. My lady mother was cousin to the Mormons of Bear Island and taught us the way of the old gods since we were babies. So I have designed my Night's Watch vows to say in the sight of a heart tree of the haunted forest. Uh, gods hear me. Night gathers, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall take no wife, hold no lands, father no children. I shall wear no crowns and win no glory. I shall live and die at my post. I am the sword in the darkness, the watcher on the walls. I am the fire that burns against the cold, the light that brings the dawn, the horn that wakes the sleeper, the shield that guards the realm of men. I pledge my life and honor to the Night's Watch for this night and all the nights to come. Uh, I am yours to command, your loyal servant, Becky Fay, the gentle heart, true and loyal, unafraid of toil. Let's go thank <laughs> just, you lady just, becky's been she's uh, great she's been she's been she's been in the zoom chats our, yeah. our page our patreon zoom chats she is uh from a small island of ireland uh which is not part of the united kingdom uh so people who, <laughs> people who are in there I, I i i jokingly said that you know the that ireland was part of the uk and it was uh, a conversation for the rest of the night northern <laughs> you know what northern ireland is though okay so you know yeah. give me Give me, yeah. give me some credit. Oh, I, I so love this, and and thank you, Lady Becky. This is this is awesome. Um, because let me tell you something, friends. Although, although Lady Becky is unafraid of toil, uh, there is much yet to fear, friends. Okay, like the night is actually dark and full of terrors, and we do have to figure out what is happening in the winds of winter and what is going to happen to. Westeros like this is a dire time I mean it's amazing to me that George has kept us where he's kept us right here this is I mean everything is like the biggest cliffhanger it's like 10 years of us just going like we don't know what's going to happen in Westeros it is like not during a time of peace or the old king it's like no like the dark knight is about to like settle on Westeros and we will need people like Lady Becky to join in the fight to man the wall. I mean, it is, I don't know, it, it, it's, it's crazy. And to think we got, we're getting this close to learning about it and getting little nuggets from George about what the winds of winter may hold for us. It's, uh, it's exciting, it's exciting, but it's also dangerous, dangerous yeah. times. Yeah, absolutely. All right, hey, uh, as we got a raven here, this is from uh, Sir Douglas of the Burning River. My lords, I hope this raven finds you well. Saddened by the news of the Big Ten football season being canceled, I have turned my attention to A Song of Ice and Fire speculation. As I work through a reread, I have found myself playing the what-if game a lot. 
This made me wonder what both of your favorite what-if scenarios are within the series or the histories. Um, he says, I have two, one from the main series and one from a world of ice and fire. So uh, he goes on here from a main series. Um, I've always found myself hung up on a quote from Catelyn II in A Storm of Swords. If you had to fall into a woman's arms, my son, why couldn't they just have been Marjorie Tyrells? Could you imagine if Rob would have joined his host with that of the Tyrells? The Red Wedding probably doesn't happen at that point. Rob can march to the, the Northmen back to the home to retake Winterfell from the Ironborn while leaving the Tyrell host to guard the Riverlands or take Casterly Rock. Or he could have marched with the combined power of a North slash Riverland slash Tyrell army to take King's Landing from the Lannisters. Uh, then he goes on to pose another one here. From the histories, I always wonder what would have happened if Ser Barris and Selmy wasn't such a badass and rescued the Mad King from Duskendale. Ares probably dies with the walls of Dunfort with Tywin. Rhaegar and the host outside. The Dunfort is seized. Rhaegar is crowned and Tywin is hand. What happens next can go into a million different directions, but it's always fun to speculate. Uh, anyway, just wondered if any of these moments stuck out in your head or if you've read these um, you know, as you read the, the series and histories. As always, your humble hedge knight, Sir Douglas of the Burning River. Um, and so uh, at some point, yeah, it, it would be, it, we, we can we can dive into his specific what-ifs, but since he kind of asked it in a way of what are some of your uh, what-if questions uh, in the series, um, mine, actually, I'll, I'll go first as, Something I think would be really interesting uh, because when you play the what if game, um, I I I don't like what if games that basically just derail any sort of plot moving forward, right? You know, like what if Ned Stark hadn't gone with what if what if he just refused to be hand of the king? Well, then the story probably doesn't go on. I mean, it's like well, then right. he just goes back and you know hangs out. So I was like, I don't I, the, those. It's like. You know, it's it's kind of tough because it, it doesn't go on. So I have one that I think uh, I think um, presents a lot of really interesting scenarios. So mine would be: What if the Knights of the Vale had joined the Clash of the King? So if the Knights of the Vale are going to fight with, let's say, Rob, for example, well, by the time where you're at in a Clash of Kings, I think it'd be kind of interesting because then you could have a scenario in which uh, Baelish now what happens with Littlefinger? Because the Knights of the Vale being outside of it gives him kind of an escape with uh, Sansa ultimately to to go up there before you know Catelyn kind of dies and, and he's now kind of moving in on Sansa. Um, that's kind of his out. Okay, why well, I have this ties to the Knights of the Vale? I can take Sansa over there. Um, but if the Knights of the Vale join, then there's a ton of really cool scenarios you can look at. You can look at well. The Riverlands with Rob, um, he has at least some sort of kind of a claim, I guess, ultimately uh, in, in, into the Riverlands because his mom, is, you know, his grandfather is yeah. Hoster Tully. Well, the Vale, he doesn't really have any sort of claim or anything to it because it's the Aarons, although John Aaron's dead. So Liza Aaron's there fostering her, you know, sweet little Robin. Um so, you know, she's just a Tully kind of sitting there. I mean, she's an Aaron, whatever. Uh, so they can stay neutral. But if they do decide to join and fight with Rob, now the whole King of the North business isn't as politically kind of correct, kind of cool, because, well, that doesn't 
we we don't that we have no stake in that in in that game um, with with the Knights of the Veil. Vale, they may not listen as well, and then you also block sort of Littlefinger kind of scheming. His scheming kind of changes now, and then Sansa may be a little more stuck because now he you, the Sir Danto stuff may not happen because he doesn't have a way to get her out, or he has to go kind of maneuver uh, and, and do something else. So maybe she is then more likely to ally herself with Tyrion. Um, and then, you know, that changes Tyrion's, uh, kind of mm-hmm. planning because now maybe if he right. still ends up, he, it's likely Tyrion would still end up marrying her, but she may be a, a little more, I don't know, you know, she may, she may, she may be a little more fond of Tyrion. I'll, I'll just, I'll just kind of leave, leave it at that because he actually is providing her protection and things like that, that she's actually using rather than. You know, I've got Sir Dantas here uh, as my as my kind of oddly knight in shining armor who's going to whisk me away at some point. No, I I, I like this, and I I think you are. I mean, similar into what into into Sir Douglas's uh, kind of thought is like the Clash of Kings is where you can really speculate as to what if just one little uh, like a, like an alliance shifted in one way. How would that affect things? And as you're talking about the Knights of the Veil vale joining in on in on this fight, I think, okay, Littlefinger, he's already working to get Sansa out and move there, like to the Veil vale and acquire power and all all that kind of stuff. But if what you're saying is if they're already engaged and they're working with Rob and and Catelyn, it kind of strengthens her position. It's like I kind of feel like Littlefinger wants to do something where he is putting himself in. A more important role or he's in a position of power where that way Catelyn might have to lean on him you mm-hmm. know and, and if Lysa goes ahead and she does this on her own and the veil already shifts over there and Littlefinger had nothing to do with it well shoot I mean I'm like hold on Lysa you gotta wait a second so I can get Sansa out of here which is bonus points towards what he's doing with you know working towards acquiring uh Catelyn and then also if he can convince Lysa her sister let's go help your sister I mean you know, there, there's there's all of that. That would be, there's a lot. There, there's a lot kind of going on there. So I really, right. the veil is a big wild card, I'd right? Say. Because I mean, a big a big part of it is he gets rid of. I mean, he marries Liza, right? But he, the whole part of that whole deal is that he takes Sansa with him, marries Liza, and then gets Liza to, and not. I mean, he boots her through the moon door, but uh, they they he gets the the veil to believe that she kills herself, right? So. So there's definitely so there's definitely some of us, uh, you know, so, some of some of those scenarios that it's like wow, then you know ultimately ends up, ends ends up happening. So yeah, as, no. uh, what what about you? What's a what's a what if? What's a what if for you? Well, for me, um, you know, like I, again going back to Sir Douglas, um, his thought about what if, uh, gosh, what if Rob had had joined up with the Tyrells? You know, and that is such a that, that's that's really interesting. It's something that even you know, like Catelyn is thinking that, and it's sort of like, wow, that that's freaking amazing. Um, and it's it's those subtle little tiny changes. So for me, what if Sansa would have married Willis Tyrell? Like it takes her away. What if the what if the Tyrells could have actually gotten her away? And I think some people might think that's a dead end. You know, maybe like you you got a high garden, and is 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 that it? Is it is it over? Um, but I don't. And the odd thing is, you don't really want to give the Tyrells sort of like put them in the driver's seat and let them control this. But they actually had the ability 
to possibly do this. I mean, the Lannisters are almost indebted to them, right? Ironically, had, had Catelyn, when she left after Renly was assassinated, if she was nowhere near that assassination attempt and she had her wits about her and she wasn't trying to save uh, Brienne, she was in a perfect position to walk over to Mace Tyrell and, and acquire him, etc., cetera, uh, and, and maybe pull those forces over towards Rob. As Sir Douglas said, she thinks about that later. And then, so I was thinking about Sansa. If she does actually go to Highgarden, they are like in, they're sitting prime. I mean, they're really sitting, sitting good there. They've got essentially the heir to Winterfell uh, at that point in time. The whole Tyrion mess is, is whatever. And it does throw off sort of jo- uh, Joffrey's assassination, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so you, you throw, if they're able to get her out sooner, um, but because the Lannisters intervene, keep her in King's Landing. You know, Littlefinger then is going to use that and, you know, um, the Tyrells are, are using her in that position. Since they can't take her uh, for for Willis, well, let's we're going to leave her there. She's close enough that we can poison the king and then Littlefinger is also getting what he wants and moving her as, as another piece to the veil. So she's essentially, because when she's in the veil, she is just another... I mean, she's important because she is one of those last remaining Starks from Winterfell, as far as we know. And if Highgarden had that chess piece, it's a big deal. But right. there's no one in Highgarden that we really like. I mean, are we just all of a sudden... I mean, Sansa loves the idea of it, and it would just take us a whole different direction, and it almost turns into House Tyrell would have grown and would have grown in influence and power and negotiation status and all of that. I think that would have been kind of crazy, and I think that is sort of what when George is writing the series, especially when he got into some of that, it's crazy that he kind of, he says he gets in sort of like a, a writing fever and this just all kind of came out. Um, because there are so many different ways in which you could go. Like why, as you say, why doesn't the veil intervene? What's, what's, what's going on? He and his mind is, is developing all this secret stuff with Littlefinger, keeping them off the chessboard um, for later. You know, it's, it's, it's wild. And then he teases us with this possible alliance between House Stark and Tyrell like twice mm-hmm. Catelyn thinks about it with Robin and Marjorie and then again we're it's thrown in our face that well Sansa could go there as well like that like maybe that's that's a good uh that's a good angle and the more you learn about House Tyrell they were once stewards who then were elevated into this um position of, of power and they they acquire a high garden uh so I think that would be interesting I don't really know and, and again, you can almost kind of put yourself into a dead end there. Like, like, what do you do? It, basically, if you keep Littlefinger involved, you kind of have to shift away from the Lysa stuff, which is not good because he's got a history with Lysa and that makes sense. Um, the only route that you can kind of go there is is sort of a, a bickering, a, a back and forth between House Tyrell and House Lannister. Um, and then maybe Sansa is sitting there more sa- you know, safely and is able to um, somehow, you know, get get some of the Winterfell forces you know to um, strike at strike at, at, at the Lannisters but really they're suing for peace there if Sansa goes with the Tyrells and and that happens I mean things start to really just calm down everything would just start to kind of calm down and so the way in which you avoid that is she doesn't go there and she goes to the Vale and Littlefinger is up to no good um, but I love it I love thinking about the different scenarios and, and where just a slight little change would take us in, it, a, in a different it, direction yeah, just Puts us in totally, yeah. totally different scenarios. Absolutely. So, but yeah, guys, hey, shoot us a raven. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you guys think. And uh, keep these ravens coming, and we will keep answering them. So, all right, guys, with that, uh, that is our show 
for today. Um, so we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 34, John 4 of A Clash of Kings. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember that winter is coming.